1: I'm Gerard Whateley. Here's a snapshot of Monday, February 19. You shared the afterglow of the Taylor Swift concerts. Yeah, good morning, Gerard. How are you going? Um, Been an employee casually at the club as an attendant supervisor for 35 years. Um, The experience I had over the last three days in a nutshell is something like I've never experienced the synergy and energy that we had like it before. It was emotional, brought us all together, it gives us hope for the future in society. Um, it's something that, uh, it's just so hard to put into words, not unless you experience it firsthand. My daughter was blessed enough to attend on the second night with her friends and she's 18 and she told me, dad, I'm now complete. But in a nutshell, it was just phenomenal. Um, Michael Jackson was one, one entertainer that I likened it to in a different way with the hype, but the way she choreographs, puts it together and everything in the package is just out of this world.
0: Hi, Jared. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I was just going to say, I hope someone's checking on the engineering of the stands because I've never felt them move like that before.
1: It was <laughs> incredible. And didn't it last so long, Natalie?
0: It did. It was worse, you know, than when Collingwood beat my team by one point after the siren.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they were jumping around, I'll tell you, but Saturday night, yeah, it was just, it was incredible.
1: And MCC Chief Executive Stuart Fox joined in. I'm, tr- I'm trying to ponder on that. I'm in awe of Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm in awe of the MCG and the team that put it on. Um, I've just not seen anything like it. And I think it'll go down as one of the greatest events ever staged at the G. And, I, I mean, you and I have been to just about all of them, haven't we? You know, with grand finals and Boxing Day Tests, World Cups. But um, this just meant so much to people, and the G played a beautiful role, as did Melbourne. Have you felt the stands shake for quite as long as they did at the start, say, of Friday night? Uh, Never, ever have they shaked like that before. I was actually a little nervous going. (laughs) I did check with my facilities manager, Peter Wern, and just said to him, look, are we all right here? (laughs) Um, But apparently there are are expansion joints, and it's very well built, but um, I've never felt it move like that. Peter Ryan on the course back for Melbourne star Clayton Oliver. Well, I was thinking about it from the perspective of there's probably normally two elements that you put into selection and one's, you know, are they good enough? There were second ones, are they fit enough? And, you know, obviously um, Oliver's good enough right now. His touch was still there. He looked good in the middle and obviously against the lesser opponents, but still that Oliver... Smoothness was there. Is he fit enough? That's an open question. He's missed a lot of the pre-season training on his own. He looked reasonably fit. He did die out a little bit. But the third component, obviously, is there is a range of experts, including the AFL, medical experts, the footy department, who are all looking to work out when a return to senior football is going to support Clayton best and help him best. And that's an open question that none of us really have the answer for. And everyone's hoping and trying to set him up for a season where he can have continuity. Nothing worse than him coming back and and either getting injured or, or having to go out. Or I mean, it's not unsurprising if that does happen, but ideally he can hit the season in the AFL with a bit of momentum, whether that's round opening round or round five. I don't think it really matters for Melbourne. It just matters that he's up and running at the business end of the season when they need him most desperately. That would be my assessment of it. Um, you know, and we wish him well in that regard. And he's obviously making good steps
2: forward, which
1: is which is good to see.
2: Robert Craddock, after the comeback century of Will Pukowski. Correct. The, 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 and that's not an issue. No one has ever doubted that Will Pukowski, with a clear head, uh, is Australia's absolute number one choice as the opener of the future. I have to say, he before this century, he actually struggled a bit this season. I think he'd had one score over 39 in his last 12 first-class innings which for Will Pukowski, that represents a bit of a drought, but he looked terrific on the weekend, and and it's there, and and you just know that it would be there in the test arena, and and really, um, you know, he can do it, but I just hope they don't rush him, Jared. I'd like to see him really see if he can leave this issue behind over a period of not just sort of uh, weeks but months and just get into a vein of form where he's got 100 then 50 then then another 100 like be the batsman that we know he can be in the shield arena full of confidence and maybe when Usman Kawaja retires that's when I think he's got to be ready because Steve Smith's anchored in there for the time being as an opening batsman and the plan is for him to stay there indefinitely Kawaja won't last much longer and I just think the thought of Khawaja, of uh, Pakovsky and Smith opening is is a really nice one for Australia
1: and jockey James McDonald shared the emotion after the passing of very elegance Hey, morning. I, yeah, it was
2: unbelievable to,
0: to um, receive the news early this morning. Brave gave me a call and um just doesn't feel real to be honest. But yeah, I, just, uh, I don't really get too emotional, but it actually brought a little tear to my eye at a pretty big soft spot. She arguably gave me the, my greatest day on, on a racetrack of my life. So um, for her... To be gone so early, it's uh, it's, re- it's really, really, really sad. And um, she's such a great r- horse, and she wore a heart on her sleeve every time she put a foot on a racetrack. Uh, it was track work, t- trials, race days. She just gave her all. So,
1: incredible race, Mia, and just gone so, too, too early. Yeah, so she, she was one of the special ones for you, James. She is a special one, I think. I think
0: um, any horse that can win our greatest race on turf in Australia is. Is, is a special horse. She carried an amazing weight that day. She won with great authority. Um, and I think it was, to, to to this day, I think it was her best performance, well rounded, executed two mile performance I've, I've been on. Um, it was the most smoothest run. It was just like angels were with, with us, you know, like it just was so smooth and she just she demolished them. Um, And, yeah, obviously, I've actually just gone back and looked at some scenes. Like, it was surreal.
1: It was incredible. And she's the one that gave me that moment. And that's just a snapshot. The full program and all interviews are available through the Waitley podcast. Subscribe at sen.com.au.